And welcome to the Etel Business Podcast for April 12th, 2018. This is podcast number 64. I'm one of our hosts, William Sellers. I'm Eric Malatesta. I'm Michael Faisley. And today we have two guests in, in the podcast studio. Today we have Noah Boudreaux, uh, who is our EVP of Business Operations, and also Barrett Williams, uh, Director of Directory services, uh, uh, director of delivery services, who's actually been on the podcast one time before. Was it just one time, or have you been on before? No, you've been on before. It was once. Really? Check your notes, man. Okay. Well, we'll have you on some more. You guys are always welcome to come Thanks. do the podcast. Um, Noah Barrett, can you tell us a little bit about what you do, what are your roles here at Etel, and kind of kind of go from there? Sure. I've uh, been with Etel Business uh, for about two years now. Uh, have a background in IT and leadership uh, for the past 20 years or so, and um, you know have been brought on board here to help to grow specifically the managed services area and uh, to really help to um, help uh, to continue to mature our data center services. And so, um, been a proud member of the team for two years now, and glad to be here on the first podcast. Awesome, excellent. So I've been here for about 12 years. This is Barrett. <clears throat> yeah, this is Barrett talking. So I've been here for about 12 years, um, and my responsibilities lie in the, the realm of uh, post-sales implementation as well as support and leading the managed services team, so the guys that are in there taking care of the health and care and feeding of the systems. I think Barrett is what we call an old-timer, which yeah, I, I think, think me and, and, and you, Eric, have... Actually, one month longer than me. Really? Yes. But cool. William's got us all beat. Yeah, so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to be old-timers here. <laughs> we do. We do. We do. But, um, and Mike, you introduced yourself. We know who, who you are. So we always have to pick on Faisley. Um, but today's talk, let's get into today, today's topic, which today we're going to talk about managed services, okay, or what people call a managed services provider, Okay, and that means a lot of things to a lot of people. And there's 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 always question about you know what's the extent of what a managed service provider does, um, you know, and kind of what's what's that look like for for the provider and for the customer. So today we're going to talk a little bit about you know what are people what are businesses looking for. We're going to talk about really what is the definition of a managed service provider, and then we're going to get into some of the things we're doing here at at Etel Business out for our customers. So, so it's not just uh, calling me up and asking me to fix their computer. No, it's not. It, it can it can really be a lot of things. Okay. Um, wow. Of course, that that comes into it is hey, I have a problem. You know, can you come help me? Um, and that's something we're we're open to do. But it, it really encompasses a lot more than just that. Oh, okay, cool. So everyone, let's talk about what is an what is an MSP or what does managed services mean to you? I'll take the first stab at that, Barrett. Uh, so traditionally. You know, managed services is very ambiguous, like you said, Will. I mean, it, it really has become an overused term in, in the industry now, and, and customers, businesses alike, don't really understand what it means when they hear it. So I think maybe getting that on the table, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, today we're specifically talking about managed IT services, um, which pretty much, if I had to put it in a nutshell, it means... Um, how predictability within an environment, an IT environment, how can I as a customer feel that my environment is predictable in terms of uptime, availability, um, and I trust the IT department uh, 
our, as you call it, the MSP, mm-hmm. to be able to administer it and um, guide me through the evolution of IT ongoing. So it's looking for leadership in IT that can help direct me through all of the different confusing areas of information technology, as well as uh, I know it's predictable. And I mean predictable not only from technology side, like I know the services are going to be available when me or my business needs them, but also from a cost side. I'm paying Mm -hmm. a service, like a utility, that I can feel I know what I'm investing in, and I'm going to pay the same service fee month after month, so I don't get any surprises. Unlike, traditionally, we had been in a break-fix world. Mm -hmm. Break-fix is, it's broken, you call me, I come on and fix it. I think MSP is the exact opposite of that, where it's more... um, it's more proactive, and we are, you know, as a managed services provider, making sure that things are available to the businesses um, as they need them, and I feel confident I know what I'm going to pay for. Yeah, so and you're, hitting on the, it. you're hitting mm-hmm. on some of the things I was saying, right? So in the old days, I was a consultant, and, you know, that was basically what we considered an MSP back in the old days, right? And, and, and I sat at my desk, and someone called and said, hey, my server blue-screened or whatever, and I hopped in my car, drove out there, and I fixed it and took off, right? So that was the old MSP, and so now you're saying it's moving on from there and it's doing much more. I, I, absolutely. I don't I – don't, businesses are at a point in, in, um, in expectations now. They, they need more from IT, not to just sit on the sidelines and wait to be called in. They need them to be in the game. They need them to be understanding their business and how – IT is going to help them grow uh, and, and be successful. And, and I mean, honestly, with today's technology in terms of the tools that we use to manage customers, it's almost, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the commercials from uh, things like IBM where they'll say, hey, um, uh, you know, a, a guy shows up at, at an at a elevator that he goes, the guy goes, your elevator is getting ready to fail. And it's like, well, how do you know that? And it's like, well, we have predictive technology that tells us, you know, by looking at historically what has happened, here's where things are coming up. So I think that actually even applies into things we're doing today with technology about looking at, you know, deep analysis of what a server's doing, um, you know, what are the trends where it's either server application, when it is expecting to have problems, or when can we start looking at actually doing preventive maintenance before it becomes an so issue. So much more mature consulting services. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's where it's going. And I think kind of what you guys are saying, the businesses, um, you know, it's too competitive out there for them to, again, only leverage IT when they think they need it because a lot of businesses don't actually know all of the things that go on in IT. And I don't know if they care or should they care. Mm -hmm. They really care. Are the applications and and systems I need to run my business available, email or, or lines of business apps? And where it's running and how it's running and who's managing it, um, I expect my MSP to be able to to manage that for me and, and set the tone there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think also one of the benefits with the MSP is there's there's less of that um, that break fix. I mean, I know you're not being called for break fix, but with IT professionals who know what they're doing and who are familiar with the systems, there's less downtime. Ideally, that's the yeah. that's really the point. Yeah, they're, yep. they're that's true. For those systems all the time. Well, as the systems are being monitored and maintained, you know, you're going to see those icebergs in the water before you're on top of them. Right. So mm-hmm. you're able to go out and proactively tell the client, hey, I, like you're saying about the elevator, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I see your exchange server is a, you know, running out of storage. I mean, simple, simple right. technology, right? Well, why don't we add storage, right? This is a very simple uh, analogy, but it's probably basically exactly what you're saying. Back in the old days, well, you know, hey – 
we went out there, we cleared the storage off, and we ran away, and then, you know, we didn't really give you much to go on from there. Right, and a key component right. of it, too, is is the reporting that's involved there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think William mentioned that earlier as far as trend analysis and things like that. You know, it breaks one time, okay. It breaks another time, okay. But as as things start to become repeated, you can you can see trends and again react accordingly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All and and basically what Noah was saying as well, which I really like, is is just for that predicted price too. I mean, hey, we're doing all this for you. We're showing you and reporting it on you, and you're not even have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that that's huge benefit and value for customers. Um, and the last thing I'll say about it is that they customers businesses um, want to be ahead of the game. So they need a an IT partner that is looking a year ahead, two years ahead, and not, again, waiting until they're asked. It's more being in front of the customer and using some of the uh, very proactive, consultative things that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. um, uh, as, a, as a means to get a customer familiar and with what's coming and how they can adapt that or adopt those things in there. Yeah, um, and that kind of, and like you said, that kind of comes into the role of the 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 more of the technical uh, liaison with the customer between the people who are supporting and actually the the, the end user, right? To have that kind of, you know, we we mentioned uh, you know virtual CIO, and we'll get to some other stuff like this as we go through. Um, but yeah, but I think MSP and managed services is kind of like when cloud first came out, you know, it's like, what is cloud? You know, and that's, that's another acronym that now gets thrown around. I think MSP will be cloud 2.0. It'll be that. Okay. But what does that mean now? We're better because we're a cloud managed services provider. Exactly. There you go, Barrett. Get all of the that acronyms in there. Exactly. Well, and just to kind of I'll make a comment on that. So Baird and I attended a conference not long ago and, and cloud was a big topic of discussion. And here we are in 2018, and cloud is still not <laughs> completely defined and, and agreed upon across the board, even in the IT industry, which yeah. is kind of well, weird. You but, know, yeah, exactly. I mean, when I talk to customers, they ask about cloud. It's like, okay, what are you talking about? Cloud compute, infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, you know, and you can go on down. Is it cloud Cloud email? Is it cloud you storage? Know? <clears throat> is it? Yeah, yeah, so it's confusing. So if we if we can't agree on it, then non-IT are definitely not going to yeah. understand what's going yeah. on. It is definitely confusing for the end user, but you know, for our, our role is to help the customers that we're working with understand how we can leverage this and actually really what it means in their terms. Decloudifying the cloud, I guess. You know, explain it to them in 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 term business terms or terms that that really make sense to them. That goes with the MS and services and or cloud or other. Yeah, I really like the idea of a more mature, consultative uh, approach. Because we've been doing uh, consulting for years, and that's always what it was called. It was just called consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's basically what um, you know the MSP is. is, is it's consulting, but it's, it's predicted, predictable consulting. The right MSP is. That's right. And, and it, I think you hit it on the head, and, and Barrett, you hit it on the head as well, which is more important about the reporting piece. Because not only does that give the client a lot of information – that also gives the MSP provider the information they need so that when you're standing in front of the CEO of a company, you're saying, hey, man, I've been showing you this report for the last month, right? And, and here are the things that are happening to you that we need to really address. You know, you're having this many threats. You're having this many hard drive failures. You're having this many uh, 
emails fail or get spammed or whatever it is that's happening. You have both sides of the story have have information. So that's, that's way more mature than we were 10 that's years ago. That's powerful information, yeah. too. Yeah. And again, and again that's, that kind of helps us get out of the way of major problems. You know, it's like if, if, you're, if you're related to, like, health, you know, okay, I'm having chest pains or something. You know, you, something you're usually going to get some indicators that there is a problem coming up. That's right. It's kind of like that. It's like, you know, if you go to your doctor and, like, well, I'm having this pain here, he's going to go, well, you know, you need to do this. There's something going on that we need to actually go take care of. And it's very much like what we do in the IT world world if you're having more disk failures than normal if you're having the application have you know anomalous things going on there is usually an underlying technology problem that we need to get ahead of before it becomes a catastrophe right yeah and there's a lot that goes in uh, into the pre-sales component of identifying <laughs> what's truly needed in the environment and then during the onboarding following that up and, and validating and verifying that the environment is in a, a healthy state before we bring it to managing it. Yes, and as a pre-sales engineer, I will say you're absolutely right, and that That's can sometimes part. be a lot of work, and that you, you sometimes you peel back that onion. You know, it takes a little while, but yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of the sort of the fun as well as you know discovering what the customer has, or sometimes telling the customer, "Did you realize you had these servers in that server closet that you really didn't know, but your business is depending on it? We need to fix this." Um, so really looking at, you know, what do customers, you know, what do businesses need? Uh, you know, what are the, what is the business need that customers are coming to us asking for? Right. And, and it goes across the board. I think we've talked a lot about, a lot about this already, but there are some specific things that customers are asking us for, right? Yeah. I think there's two, two, well, there's several le levels of customer, but there are two distinct ones. Those that are, um, that have, have IT already that are looking to augment their team by adding additional services and, and want uh, additional capabilities and support of those new services. And then there's smaller companies that uh, are looking for somebody to outsource the entire IT department. They don't have any IT, they need somebody to come in and handle it all. And the um, so the challenge is which managed services do one or both of those. And so we've been gearing a lot um, around currently to those that uh, have some IT department that are looking to, to really venture in the cloud or do some co-location services with us or some cybersecurity services with us and managing all of those components for them. Um, for some smaller customers that uh, we've talked to, I think their their needs are, you know, I need all of the server administration. I need you to look at my desktops and I need you to do other things that because they have nobody else to go to. Mm -hmm. So we are, we, even in the MSP world, there's different flavors of the MSP. And I think, you know, it, it most, mostly in where in our area, they're focused on a, a, um, the smaller business. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I think that, that um, Etel Business has been aligned to, m some larger businesses looking to grow and uh, need some expertise to support and service additional services that from the data yeah, center. Yeah, many side. times they have the staff on board to maintain the status quo, but they may not have enough people to say, well, let's roll out a 2,000 person email system. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a very yeah. good point. And like I said, this, a lot of the managed services things that we've, we've, we've been successful with before is taking kind of low hanging fruit, the things that the, the normal IT administrators don't have time to do, and they really want to, they want to adjust their time to, to working on business 
related applications that are more immediate impact, right? So when we talk to IT staff, they're like, you know, can you just do my backups? Can you just manage my my, my alerting? Handle the patches. Handle the patches. The now, I can go off and go do, you know, new, new server design. I can go build more solutions and more business applications that actually are more impactful than me checking backup logs, right? Well, I think that the value really comes in when you're when you're looking at lifecycle management because in a, in a shop like you just described, what what falls by the wayside? The firmware releases, the yeah. OS patches, the critical vulnerabilities. And those are the things that get you. That's <laughs> those cool. are the things yeah. that get you. But that's what we're looking at. Yeah. So so perfect. That's a great segue. So uh, it goes into what is the e-tail business? What do we provide as an MSP that may may or may may or may not be different than other people? But at least we are providing this to our clientele. Yeah, so it's a, a lot of the things I just mentioned, the, the server OS patching, so we're, we're going to manage those patches. We're and if I'm a client, do I, do I need to tell you, hey, I want to patch this week? No. You need okay. to tell me if you don't. <laughs> nice. Okay. We uh, agree upon a schedule, and we work right. with the customer to like because customers are like, "Hey, I'm doing warehouse work between, you know, Wednesday between midnight sure. and six a.m. Nothing can go down." So we work with the customer at you know at, at their business requirements, right? Right. So we we basically patching the OS, uh, monitoring throughout that process via the NOC, and then reporting on that process. So it's it's going to show us okay these patches were applied successfully these patches may not have been applied successfully mm-hmm. uh, maybe due to a, a maintenance holdback or something like that and that's something I also want to reiterate uh, that we do have that network operations center or NOC that is manned twenty four hours a day seven days a week three hundred sixty five days a year that's it. and a lot of the customers uh, that we see you know their IT their IT guys leave at five o'clock six o'clock you know. And when they when there's an emergency, they have to get called out of bed, you know, and this type of thing where we have our network operations center who is always available. And if there is a bad problem, then they dispatch, you know, the super the super That's experts, right? right they're they're going to call the on-call engineer. They call the on-call engineer. They call the, our delivery services team. So we have, you know, multiple tiers of support, right? If something, if delivery services is running into an impasse, we go to the next level, right? So in our organization, we have... Anywhere from knock technicians all the way down to architects that are available for our customers to utilize. Right. So absolutely. I yeah. always want to stress the importance of the knock. The, the no, knock I'm glad you brought it up. That's a key. That's crit- a key area for us and critically important. Yeah, yeah. And it's critically important to us and our customers. So I think overall, I mean, if you kind of think about any landscape of within a, a business that that leverages IT in order to run their apps, they have to have the right infrastructure. And that could be in multiple places. It could be in, you know, on, on their own premise. It could be in a, in a cloud, not necessarily ours. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be co-located in a data center environment like we offer here. And what we've seen is that as the, the customer needs expand into all of these different areas, uh, having a single uh, group or team that I can trust that can manage those different components becomes harder and harder. And us coming from the data center, um, you know, growing up in the data center world, I think it helps a lot to be able to to manage those that hybrid type environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of to your, I think to our to our um, ever growing uh, strengths around data protection, around business continuity, managed services is playing another part in that from the people side to make sure that we're 
identifying things early so that they don't become more problematic, and we're getting involved uh, that are that could become issues so that the customers don't have to deal with potential downtime or potential uh, performance issues and whatnot. Yep. So manage server operating system upgrades uh, to some degree application patching. You know, any of the applications that come through Windows, Microsoft updates or that we patch through our remote management tool. We also do uh, manage server antivirus. Correct. Right? So, and again, that's a managed service as well. So as we have problems, you know, it, we, we actually install application that's doing... Uh, real-time scanning. Real-time scanning and heuristics based on um, what's going on with the server. Michael, I know, is there itching saying, well, we do antivirus with, with FortiGate, and we do, and we'll get to that shortly. Different types. That's another level of yet security that, that we have for our customers. Also covered under the MSP. What? Also covered under that the MSP. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we also are getting in, well, we, I'm saying not getting in, we've been doing uh, managed backups and data protection for years. <laughs> Surely we're not thinking? getting into that. <laughs> we're, we're just getting into that, guys. No, we've been doing that for, we know yeah, a when did we start backups. doing backups? Three or four? Uh, so yeah. we had, so at first, when we were first doing managed backups was back in the IBM TSM days when I was a oh, T administ- right. T- IBM administrator. Tivoli. And that was like in 2000. Two or three. One? One? Yeah, 2001 through 2002, we were doing data protection services inside the data center writing to tape. And then, and then we... It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So then we migrated into different, uh, different technologies, um, circadian data force. I'm sure you were here when we were doing that for a while. And then, of course, we do our, um, you know, now our, our standard backup tool based on eVault, right? And we've been doing that for several years. So we manage our customers' data, manage their backups um, using that tool. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're also starting to manage uh, Veeam-based backups. So Veeam has been, uh, we've seen a lot of customers have interest in kind of next-generation backup tools, especially tuned to virtual environments, right, and cloud. And, and Veeam has starting to take off, and we're starting to manage customers' Veeam backups for them. Um, uh, more and more clients are, are virtualized, and then it's it, the, the the managed Veeam solution is an easy way for them to get it off-prem. Exactly, exactly. So, we've seen a lot with that. We also, I don't want to, I don't want to say Veeam without mentioning Rubrik. Rubrik is another uh, partner of ours that 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 have a certain uh, backup and data protection uh, niche that that solves for our customers. So, all three really are, are good platforms. Um, and then managing and monitoring alerting of the customer infrastructure in the data center, right? When, when, when there's a problem, and this can be anything from ping level monitoring to actually monitoring the, you know, an instance of SQL yeah, Server. Another thing we've been doing since 2001. Yes, another thing we've been doing since, since the early days, right? Yeah. The Knox's been doing a lot. The Knox's yeah. been doing, but I mean, I remember when we were doing things like Big Brother Big or brother, What's, what's Up yeah. Gold. What's Up remember Gold, that? yes. So not only monitoring is a server or a piece of network gear up and running, is a SAN available, but we're also getting into, hey, how are the transactions transactions happening on your SQL Server? Are they performing properly? We're able to look at like disk I.O. and see if, if, if this platform is running optimally, we can do that. Um, and then any application that the customer needs monitoring. What's some other applications we monitor? Uh, email, email, SQL, uh, URL, uh, web, URI, web traffic, URI, URI, URLs, yeah. So, I mean, you name an application, and we can probably design a solution to monitor it. I mean, if it has a service. And the network. If it's a service or a, or a daemon, you know, if right. you're talking Linux, we can pretty much monitor it. And then, again, that goes into our knock because when something does go down, 
we get notification within a few seconds. Our knock then jumps into operation. Whether if it's calling a customer and alerting them, hey, there's a problem, um, you know, well, handle it. It's it's service dependent. So if, it's service dependent. If you want us to escalate to you, we will escalate to you. If you want us to fix it, we will fix it. And actually, so you know. When we talk about specifically managed services, let me kind of back up. When it's talking about managed services, that's something that we will typically go fix before that's the right. customer knows about it, right? So we'll, we, we've we established where the support dynamics are, and then when there's a problem, we just go fix it. It's, pre, it's proactive, not reactive, okay? Now, cybersecurity, based upon Fortinet. Yeah. Mike? So this follows the theme that you know we've been talking about here, where <clears throat> we go in with a consultative, um, uh, you know, meeting with the customer, trying to understand their current uh, network setup and their security needs. Uh, through this, we offer UTM or Unified Threat Management Suite, um, really whatever fits with the the customer's needs, whether they need IPS or antivirus, which in this case is a uh, edge uh, antivirus with uh, signatures, um, data leak prevention, content filtering, application control, and so on. But uh, it, but you're hitting on something as well that cybersecurity is one of those other words. You know, it's mm -hmm. been throwing around. People just toss that word out to cover anything, right? And uh, I think this is something that that your your particular offering is bringing to the table. That it's kind of nice, right? So you're you're taking cybersecurity away from the desktop and moving it all the way out to the edge, right? That's so right. you may still have cybersecurity uh, solutions internal. You may be still doing stuff at the desktop or at the server or at, at the switches, but you're moving a lot of it to the outside as well, so you're stopping it, a lot of it before it even gets to that level. Well, that's that's one thing to um, that's important to keep in mind about cybersecurity. You're, you're most secure when you're secured in layers. So having that desktop security and then having... Um, you know, security at your edge, and then possibly some type of anti-spam. Your your those extra layers of security are, are going to ultimately, um, you know, keep you from having breaches or ha make that less likely. Yeah, to they're happen. working together. Yeah, correct. And then on top of all of this, kind of the wrapper is is the reporting tool. You know, like Barrett was talking about earlier, with a lot of the managed services we provide, there's reporting showing, you know this service that you're paying for, what it's actually doing. So mm -hmm. with cybersecurity in, um, in specific, or, you know, focusing on that, you, um, you're you getting reports showing security events that are being blocked, whether it's an a intrusion that was blocked, or if you're doing some type of web filtering, you know, what the top talkers were, where they were going, what time, how much bandwidth, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a... Uh a, an event yesterday, as a matter of fact, on cybersecurity, we had a number of customers there, and you know it's obvious in the room. There's 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 still a confusion around, and, and, mm -hmm. and there's so many things happening in the world right now that are that are um, alarming uh, around cybersecurity that people are trying to figure this out, and it's they're looking for trusted partners like us to help them figure it out, and and I think. Because we bring a di different dynamic than your traditional MSP to the table with our assets in the data center, with where we're we're heading around, just a, a, a an inclusive package of. I think that's services. a great point. So, yeah. you know, let's just say you're you're a hosted client here in our data center. You got your own rack. However, you're also utilizing our cybersecurity powered by Fortinet product. Um, however, you also so he's protecting your virtual environment. 
you also got these four doors trying to get into this building to actually get to your actual servers, right. including a security office and everything. So that level of cybersecurity has now gone into that level that you were talking about, the multi-level yeah. approach, much less having antivirus running on the server, much less having keys to the rack, so on and so So over. you're implementing physical controls on top of technical controls exactly. to make yourself more secure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like like Noah was just mentioning, it, uh, people in the room are, are, are looking for that trusted partner, but like we talked about in the the cybersecurity podcast that we did cybersecurity is almost one of those things where it's like dr you know it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that people keep putting it off and putting it Do off i have to pay for that yeah like, but i'll tell yeah. you this though in today within the last what couple of years cybersecurity and just security in general has become very um you know high high uh, very high seen highly seen right you look at yeah. the media you look at cbs all the news agencies and you're hearing about all these data breaches and things that we never really did think about, I don't know, five, six years ago. Now we really are. And it's actually, you know, and as um, as you and Ira was talking yesterday, it's not just the big corporations that are having to worry about cybersecurity. It's anyone who has any asset on the Internet or on the network that they need to protect, I mean, right? the simplest they, that they thing, care about. The simplest, th- simplest thing, and I know Michael can expound upon this, but, I mean, if I have a server – and I have an attack on my server that's very simple. They crypto me, and my entire drive is now held hostage. It's the only copy I got, or it's one of two copies, or it's infected the other version, right, because I got replication enabled. You know, if I'm able to stop that threat, I may just save myself $10,000 in, in trying to unlock something like that just by having stopped it at the perimeter. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. The, the, that's why DR and, and cybersecurity have so much in common. If there's an incident, it's so disruptive that it's either going to be tremendously costly from a dollar perspective, or you may just go out of business. Yeah, and that's the thing when we come when we kind of come back to focusing on what an MSP is or managed service provider. We are actually looking at all of these things. Like you had mentioned before, like oh, what happens if my replication fails? Well, in case of ransomware. That may be a problem. So we only we don't only just focus on things like disaster recovery or failover, fail back, and this type of things. We also think about data protection, long term data protection. So it really the, the the MSP provider or MS provider, I guess I should say MSP per people really have to not only be considered with one discipline but many, right? Backup recovery, higher availability, security, right? And that's really the benefit that we give to our customers. It's not just one thing; it's the whole breadth of IT services. So, yeah, just kind of sitting, you know, if I take the customer's perspective, hearing us speak in this room is just it's an overwhelming amount of things that, that it's hard for IT professionals to keep up, much less somebody who's not in the industry. Yeah. Uh, a quick a quick aside. So a few years back, I um, had the uh, privilege to, to speak to about 100 different clients in my, in my role around what they were doing for managed services, who they were using as their provider, what they were doing for security. And they actually opened up the doors and allowed us to run utilities that showed what they were doing. And 99% of the time, they were doing little to nothing. Wow. Uh, Lots of vulnerabilities were there. They had um, performance issues forthcoming on all of their equipment. They had aging equipment that, that could go out any day now. And they had hired, quote, unquote, MSPs um, to handle all that. So the the issue there is there's a lot of MSPs that aren't 
really living up to the name of what it should be. And I think the confusion in the IT industry, and, and it's so complex, it's hard for just a customer to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's, uh, it's onus is on us to show them and educate and, and continue to, to provide business-level um, solutions that, that meet their needs and and meet their expectations. Well, I think, exactly, you know, yeah. look, and I, I, it's a great point, too, that you're making. It's that accountability to, as an MSP ourselves, right, we have to make, and I think all the reporting that you're adding to this, and then the consistent price as well. Hey, we're not trying to gouge you. We're not trying to charge you every single time you call us. Right. These kind of things, right? You know, hey, we're providing you a service. You call us. We'll if if you need an emergency, we will respond. But however, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, we're also going to show you the things that we are doing. Mm-hmm. So there's accountability on our side. So if we say we patched these ten servers, and then a server is infected by something that was supposedly patched, well, then now they have something to come back on us and say, well, look, you said you patched the server. And we have now proof that you didn't because we were actually vulnerable from that patch that you actually did not patch. So I think that uh, this is the kind of thing that we can help instill more confidence in the clients or the customers. And and implement the layers, right? So you've got the front-end layer from cybersecurity. You've got what we're doing uh, down to the servers and desktops. You've got the backup and DR play piece in place just in case something does happen because it's none of it's foolproof so we've got to protect ourselves on multiple layers to be able to give confidence to the customers well, mm-hmm. and i think i think one of the important layers there and, and william alluded this to this before but in a smaller it shop you may have three maybe five even six people but you, you can't expect to have a dr expert a sql expert an right. exchange et cetera, et cetera. we've got all of that we have those people here exactly, yeah. ready and willing to help. So moving on to some of the other things we do, uh, again, we talked about you know Fortinet, managed cybersecurity, uh, managed disaster recovery as a service powered by Zerto. Zerto is another one of our trusted vendors that have, we've been using for a while now that uh, provide replica, you know, high availability and replication services, right? And a lot of times customers will, um, will, will use this. And we've been, again, we've been doing managed you know, DR and helping customers think about DR and think about failover uh, and high availability ever since we started using Zerto. But now we're actually doing it in a little bit more, um, you know, under the under the auspice of it's fully managed, right? You, you If there's a disaster, we'll know about it. You you tell us, hey, do my right. fail over my servers. We'll fail over. We'll work with you to ensure that your team's able to connect. Well, right. and, and then we're there. We're, we're, we have that knock, that, that, that component of the knock again. Exactly. And again, this comes back to pre-sales engineering because, again, the technology of Zerto failing over to cloud and failing back, that's easy these days. Before, that was really the hard part, right, is how am I going to replicate all this data and move it between places? That's the easy part now. And even when we talk to customers who are familiar with Zerto, they're like, yeah, I can do that, no problem. I'm like, okay, that's great. What happens after you fail over? And let, how are you going to access your infrastructure in cloud? And that's inevitably the question that they go, Or do oh, you I even know what the startup process that, is? That's inevitably the question that they go, I didn't think about that. Wait a second. Yeah, my VMs are running in cloud, but how are my users going to connect to my applications? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And that's what, from a pre-sales engineering role, especially when we're doing managed managing that, that, that technology, that's the things we make the customer think about. And then we help the customer make the right decisions. Right, right. So, uh, and that kind of goes into, you know, managed IT administration, right? A lot of times we'll have customers that are like, you know, we're a small shop. We need to have new Active Directory users created. We need to have, you know, another DHCP scope created. These are things we help as well. 
right? And then down into talking about the public cloud, right? And this is something, you know, we are a public cloud provider with our ETL-based cloud, but we also have customers that are looking at things like Amazon Web Services and Microsoft Azure, which we are partners with, right? And we're starting to now um, build build solutions based on those public clouds, right? Where there's a need for that particular type of thing. And specifically, and this is where you're probably going to start talking, is a lot of customers are scared to move when they hear AWS, they think about, oh man, service. You know, how do we, you know, how do we get help? And that's where we are building our expertise to offer that out to the clients, right? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was that there's the misconception in the public cloud because it's uh, highly available, and, and AWS and Azure are great things, right? They, they've uh, they have their purpose, mm-hmm. but their their limitations from a services perspective is they they are not going to manage it for you. Exactly. Right. And so if you don't have expertise in-house uh, to manage it and, and uh, as good as they can be, they're, they're going to be, they're going to leave something to be desired. So I think what we're trying to do is bridge the gap there to make sure that we can manage public cloud environments. Yeah. And that's actually, that brings up a, uh, an example that I had with a, with a customer once uh, where they were actually, actually, uh, testing out AWS, and they were mi- moving their application to, to to public cloud, and they were running fine. And they actually had a problem with um, I forgot if it was JavaScript or uh, some Microsoft service, and it wasn't working in cloud. So they call AWS support, and they're like, "Hey, I'm having this problem with my application." And Amazon said, "Well, you know," and, and this is not bashing Amazon at all, but they're like, "Wait, well, the VM's actually running, and the operating system's up." Storage is performing. Network is performing. Mm, we we are fulfilling our requirements to you. The light is green. Good luck, sir. Yeah, and the customer's like, "Well, I'm having problems," and I think it came down to the customer getting someone from AWS's organization to help support. But it was I think it was like three hundred ninety dollars an hour, and I remember when they transitioned to us. We fixed the problem in maybe like 30 minutes because it was something very, very simple, right? But again, this comes back to we have people who actually have expertise in web services, SQL Server, security. So if I don't know something, I'll go to Eric, you know, or Eric will go to other engineers and we'll solve the problem very quickly because we're all sit within close proximity to each other. Right. I mean, you know, we have the same thing with our own cloud. People are asking us, you know, hey, I'm having a problem with my application and, we, you know, we do the same thing. You know, hey, we're looking at the disk, we're looking at the network, we're looking at the VM, all the lights are green, like Barrett says. However, why don't we dive into your machine together? Let's look at what you got in the machine. What are you running? You know, oh, look, your NIC has been disabled, you know, or, oh, you know, your your processing is running out of resources in the VM itself. You know, these are things that we can do as a, as a staff to help augment cloud, both AWS Azure and our own cloud. It also is something on that next line you have there, managed email services, where it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my, people get Microsoft Office and they forget, oh, someone's still got to manage the office. Oh, exactly. And this is a great time for me to plug Veeam Backups for Office 365. So surprised you went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, again, people will say, oh, I'm moving. And I had someone ask me this this week, and they're like, well, I moved to cloud. Of course it's backed up. And I was like, well, wait a second. Now, and this, this is actually what we're talking about, compute. And I was like, well, 
not necessarily. And uh, you need to go look at that little <laughs> bo- bottom checkbox where it says, "If you want to back this up, it'll cost one million dollars." Yeah, and and again, and, and we talked to customers who have moved to Office three sixty five, and I'm like, "Yeah, you understand, it is highly available, but if you delete an email message and it goes outside of the whatever default fifteen thirty days, it's gone." And uh, yeah, we have to. We have being MSPs. We have to have these conversations with the client. There's no room for compliance. The education. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, again, and again, so we have the, the the consultation, but we also have the services and the platform to actually back these things up properly. Yeah, we can step in and we can say, hey, not only can we manage your Azure services or our public cloud that we offer here at Etel Business, but we can also manage your Office 365. Exactly. Well, one thing. One thing, just to kind of throw out that, I know we're we're trying to keep the cadence going, but. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an important part that the solutions that we try to put together for customers are tailored, right? They're not a one-size-fits-all, and we don't expect every customer to be the same. As a matter of fact, that would be that's way out of the realm of what we expect. So when you look at email, for instance, we have customers on our hosted exchange. We have customers using Office 365. We have customers that we're hosting a separate uh, private exchange environment right. for their own requirements and needs. And so... Our managed email services cover all of that, right? So that's the kind of thing that you got to realize it's not, oh, only if it's on Office 365 is it supported. No, it's it's managed based on your requirements and how you've tailored. It's a great solution. point because sometimes customers will say, I want to go to Office 365, but wait a second, I have uh, compliancy applications that I have to install. Well, no. this this is not the solution for Office 365. Right. We need to do something that's host exchange or a private environment completely. So, yep. yeah. So moving away from kind of the you know things that we do, we think we've talked a good bit about that. Let's talk about the technology that, that we use to leverage. Um, again, it all comes down to the right tool, right? The right re- um, remote monitoring and management tool. Uh, ConnectWise has been a good partner of ours that we use the Automate product to help manage our customers' environment, right? And technology is good. It's important. It it is helped. It's it's the automation. It's the predictability. It is the you know, the intelligence that we get about what's going on in a customer environment, but really the, the most important part is the people, right? Um, people being our delivery services team that, that Barrett manages, right? The end users who are actually interacting with the customers and actually that, that front line of support who's actually making it happen, right? That's it. Those are the guys that are that are proactively in there every month looking at your systems, ensuring that everything's running smoothly, and don't forget to knock up at midnight. <laughs> exactly. Every time we say knock, we're going to take a drink, right? right. We're well, then, you know, and look, we, we've been using different monitoring tools, as William mentioned, some of the early, early ones, for years. And we've the thing about it is having monitoring tools, that's one thing. I mean, to say you're monitoring it, I mean, it's kind of like that little checkbox, right? But to understand what you're receiving, you know, the, 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 the white noise is coming in from your monitoring system and understand when to react, when to react quick, when to, when to say, hey, hey, that can wait till 8 a.m. That's the kind of, uh, of uh, skill sets that have grown in this company yeah. since I began in, in 2006. So it's true. I think it's something yeah. that we're able to go to and say, hey, you know, look, we've seen these kind of issues when we see, you know, when we see these particular messages happening daily. We know that two to three weeks from the road, something's going to be coming along, right? We're just familiar with it. A lot's going into the process and the refinement of the process and the the best practices as far as here's what we're going to monitor for you Mm -hmm. because we know that historically speaking, these are are the the pain points, right, so that you don't get all that, that noise. 
you know, you're not getting constant barrage of alerts that are Yeah, I'm not calling at 2 in the morning just to tell you your computer rebooted. You, you Oh, by the way, I know I rebooted every Wednesday night. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's that's what you, you know exactly what you said, Barrett. We have a lot of you know prior knowledge of how to handle customers, but yet we're continuing to refine the process and build new processes that work better. Yeah. And also, I don't want to not talk about our partners that we have that are working with us on MSP. Right. That that maybe we have some partnerships where a a team will help out with specific uh, specific customer requirements that have been working that, that work with us. So we have a really rich partner platform. Yeah, I think we we recognize we can't do everything and be everything to every customer. So we partners uh, in and out of our footprint are there to um, provide those additional services. Uh, and some some partners are MSPs themselves, mm-hmm. and you know they will look to us to for some of the assets that we bring to the table, like the data center and our cloud and right. other services that they can't do because of their size or um, exactly. That's a good point because like a lot that. of times people say, "Well, I'm an IT consulting shop, but I need gear. I need a data center, right?" right? And so that's where that partnership co- connectivity, right? Internet connectivity. That's where that partnership comes into play, and it really is beneficial to both of us, right? And then our technical account managers, right? There are TAMs that we uh, we have who become that virtual CIO to customers, right? That's and that's very important for the MSP success as well as not only having the, the 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 engineers and the delivery services team who are helping work with the customers and keeping things straight, but also the technical account managers who's looking more of a long term evolution of the solution, and maybe where a business has. Uh, a certain technology that they've been using for years, but now we're saying, you know what? We see this going on in the industry. We would like you to look at X, Y, Z. And that's really the benefit because a lot of times businesses don't have the time to look at what's going on in the next six months, eight months, two years. So the technical account manager is very important for that. Right. We're looking at your business as well as the the external IT. It's a key role for us. In, in, in addition to what you just said, what they will do is try to uh, speak on the behalf of the customer back to back to us, right? Yeah. So they should mimic the, the needs of the customer and, and satisfaction or dissatisfaction. And we, we, we are accountable to the customer and to the TAM. We are looking ahead and scoring ourselves using you know, a basic scoring model with the customer to make sure we're meeting their expectations. So it's, it's important to know that they're not just there trying to resolve some technical issues, but they're really trying to be your advocate. That's absolutely right. Company. It's not always the, the TAM going out and saying, hey, these are the new things. It's also having that conduit where the customer can have an unfiltered discussion back to, back us. to us. And that and the TAM that's is true. crucial for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. I think I think very critical to this role, and I'm glad we did it the way we did it, is that this this group of people will not report to sales. They're not out there to sell. A good point. To our clients, right? They're out there to understand our clients, so that when our client does have a problem or needs, we we know how to react to them. Very good point. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. So, future of MSP, I think, is is bright. I think, I think for um, the the work that we do for customers, I think that's that's going to be very important moving forward. Um, you know, and keeping up with the technologies that allow us to enable that of our customers, fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, I really see managed services going in uh, a few directions. One in particular, you could see that managed services are partners or providers are becoming very specific nowadays. So you have managed 
security uh, service providers, and you have managed cloud service yeah. providers. So why are they becoming specific? Because the world of IT is so large, it, it they want to focus on one area of it. Uh, we have not done that. Obviously, we are we are more of a managing a tailored solution that we build for the customer based on what we bring to the table. But I do see it continuing to evolve in that way, and you're going to see more and more of them out there. Um, and it's going to be harder and harder for customers to delineate which one to go with, right? And so it will come down to uh, leadership uh, in in the market, being having trusted people that you can work with, and people are companies that bring things to the table that you really can't get in other places. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I think e-tail business is critical in that puzzle because um, f- because of the things we offer that very few MSPs can today. Agreed. Absolutely. So how do customers know if MSP services is right for them? That's a lot of the question that I'm sure is in every, everyone's mind who's listening is like, you know, is it right for me? You know, am, am, am I the right type of business to, to leverage MSP? And really the, 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 the best way to, to answer that is for, to work with us, work with Etel Business, and do technology assessment, right? Again, the role of pre-sales engineering uh, and sales is, is, is kind of what gets that ball rolling and actually see, hey, is, is my company going to benefit from, from managed services, right? right? I mean, I think, I think the role of that pre-sales engineer um, is so critical to the success of the MSP, both from the uh, client side as well as from the Etel business side. You know, understanding what we're going to be providing for the client and making sure the client and e-tail business are on the same page is is a large part of the success. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's the initial impression, right? Yep. You know, if, well, you've got a, your hands full because you really set the tone <laughs> for the customer what to expect with us. So yeah, their experience exactly. with the engine pre-sales is not good. Um, probably doesn't lead to better things down the road. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's important that we get that part right. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, well, that wraps up today's podcast. We're almost at 50 minutes today, so I think that's right around the time we want to wrap things up. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, please rate us and review us. We're available on the Apple iTunes Music Store and also Stitcher Radio for those people who, like Michael, are on Android. Um, you can also submit uh, questions at podcasts at etailbusiness.com and give us feedback. Uh, send us email. We, we love answering questions. If you have a specific thing that you want to ask us, we can we can cover that. And also check us out on the web at www.etailbusiness.com. And that wraps up for today. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. Thanks.